0: hello everybody welcome back to the jno podcast it's been several months but uh we kind of just needed to get our, you know, heads cleared, and you know we're ready to start season two. And I think uh, I think we have a lot
1: of fun stuff in store for you guys this season. So we're excited. I can't be- I can't believe we're here. I mean, we had such a tremendous season one. The outpouring of response and love, and just all the fan support was just amazing. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I was getting a God. I I think I stopped counting after a while. It was somewhere. I was in the thousands, at least of emails. When are you guys coming back? Here's, here's someone I would love to see on the show. These are some things I'd love for you guys to talk about on the show. I mean, it was, and I tried to respond to as many of my good guys. And I apologize if I didn't get to you personally, but there was just so many, but I mean, thank you so much, everybody out there listening.
0: Yeah, guys, thank you again for all the love. And again, you guys are not just our fans, you know, you're family to us. Uh, We really we really love the outpouring, and and Josh, I tried, you know, responding to as many emails as I could, but, you know, there's only so much time in a day. This episode's going to be pretty fun, I think. Uh, Award season is uh, upon us. I know you've been following it pretty closely, Josh. I know you're big into the movies and all that.
1: Yeah, when I looked at the nominations, I think I realized I've seen no, none of the movies that have been nominated for anything, so <laughs> either that means I don't, you know, maybe I'm not that in touch with pop culture or something, but I, I don't really know much about what's going on, but um, yeah, I mean, the award season is in full swing, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh,
0: again, I really haven't been paying attention, but I thought it was a good segue into what we're going to be doing today. Uh, 10 years ago, in fact, in 2009, me and you actually, uh, released a feature film.
1: Very, a little known fact. Yes, it's a very little, (laughs) very, very little known fact. Uh, (laughs) we did, we released a 56 minute, um, movie, which I believe the, the cutoff for the, uh, the feature submissions is 50 minutes. And we saw it, saw that. And we said, you know what, we'll raise you six minutes. We submitted 56 minutes for a film titled heroic man.
0: Great film, great film. I I think you guys should go check out our IMDb page. As as you will notice right off the bat, there's pretty much two two people involved in the whole project. Um, One guy goes by the name Jason Jacob. I don't know why I got top billing in the cast as uh, the best friend of the main character, Rich. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) Joshua Uncle uh, uh, actually got to play... uh, you know, the main role, uh, Dave Campbell, uh, also, or a.k.a. Heroic Man himself.
1: Yeah, and we could tell we were, um, you know, we were really uh, believed in ourselves. We we're really marketing ourselves. We didn't even go in and rate the movie, give it a fake rating. So right now it's currently out there with absolutely no rating from anybody. Um, but going back and I mean, this was, I think a fun thing just to think about or a fun topic to talk about today. Um, you know, like you mentioned 10 years later, it's crazy to think that it's been 10 years, um, the award season going on. So a lot of people talking about movies, but then even just thinking back, going back to that time and just getting back and thinking a lot of the memories that, uh, went on while we were filming and you know, going back to the IMDB page, I think just getting into that state of mind of where we at, uh, where we were at when we were filming, Uh, The synopsis reads as such for anybody out there who hasn't seen it. um, Dave Campbell lives a life that can only be described as funny because it isn't happening to you. One day he decides to dedicate his efforts to a worthy cause with minimal results. And, you know, I think that kind of gives I think that really does sum up those 56 minutes in, uh, you know, in a nutshell there. And I think, you know, we went into it wanting to make a. You know a kind of a, a dark comedy um you know a lot of people could dispute whether we wanted we succeeded or not but um that was that was what we set out to do and we took the world by storm
0: the synopsis of the film pretty much what josh was just kind of saying is this guy hates his life we kind of showed a couple things in his life where his job sucks uh his girlfriend is unfaithful to him i think in those parts of the film those were actually pretty funny um so he goes out there he puts his life he pretty much just wants to die at this point so he puts uh his life on the line and goes and tries to take on some small crimes in the neighborhoods and uh again minimal results and uh josh's character ends up dead at the end
1: well we will we'll have to go back and, Oops, edit uh, and put a spoiler, spoiler alert in front of that um <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know. And the, the when we I remember actually even where we were, which was at um, Jason's dad's office, where coincidentally about 30 percent of the movie was filmed. And we actually came up with the idea because we usually, you know, we always are, you know, throwing ideas around for skits that we want to make. And um, we said, oh, like with all the. Uh, Superhero movies that were happening at the time. And it's nothing even like today, which is crazy. But, um, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy was going on. uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy was in progress. Uh, Iron Man had just come out, I think, recently. And that was, you know, laying the seeds for the whole uh, all the MCU films and we said you know it'd be funny if we just had a superhero like a skit about this guy who thinks he's a superhero who just accomplishes nothing and it's a guy who you know creates a costume and stuff and he goes out and he immediately gets his head blown off and the skit was going to be i think 2 to 3 minutes which um, would have been a better skit Yeah, but- <laughs> which actually may have gotten us some attention on the uh, on the film festival circuit um in the you know in the short competition obviously but um that was where the idea sprung from and we decided at that point in time just where we were Uh, what age we were and, you know, the kind of the very minimal resources we had, you know, it was really no time like the present to, uh, you know, try to at least once in our life, get a, get a movie made, so to speak.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun putting together, but we put way too much stress on ourselves and, I know during the process, Josh, I don't know about you, but I thought we were actually going to be big-time filmmakers.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, that. I think, um, I think that was shown by the fact that we were looking up the frequently asked questions for Sundance Film Festival submissions, and um, that's, I think, probably even why we were shooting for the 50-minute mark was uh, that was explicitly laid out on there for the feature competition. Um, and I think the only reason we didn't end up submitting to that was because either we missed the deadline or... Uh, the entry fee of $60 may have been too high for us, or I, I, I'm not exactly sure why, but the fact that that was even part of our aspirations to begin with kind of shows you, like, maybe how unrealistic we were.
0: So anyways, we went through with it. I, I We did purchase a high-definition camera, which was about $900 at the time. Now that same camera would sell on <laughs> eBay for about 35 bucks. but <laughs> I remember we... We bought the camera, we decided uh, we probably don't need any sort of lighting or anything, we'll just use lamps. <laughs> well,
1: we'll like just use like Stanley Kubrick is what is known to use, we use natural light, yeah, I mean, his his films turned out okay.
0: <laughs> so we use natural lighting, and uh, we use lamps inside houses, so everything looks, <laughs> I mean, just, everything inside I of a house just like, looks like we're in the pit of hell. hell. <laughs> It's completely red and orange and, uh, you know, whatever. So we got that HD camera and I thought like this this is just going to look phenomenal. <laughs> well, we bought the camera, we filmed everything, and then we went to go edit it uh, on, you know, a Mac Mini at the time. And, and we did edit it in a really professional program called iMovie. <laughs> um, so we got all the footage done when we went to go edit an iMovie. Um, the camera wasn't compatible with our, our, uh, computer. So we had to actually, after days and days of trying to figure it out, we had to revert to converting it over into the old AV red, white, and yellow plugs. So everything looked like complete (laughs) ass.
1: I only down converted it by (laughs) about 90%.
0: So, so, so if you guys actually want to go on the IMDB page, um there is the trailer for it and you'll see it's all <laughs> blocky as shit looking. Um, <laughs> there is an original song that Josh uh, wrote and performed um yeah. what goes over the trailer which I actually think sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little the sound quality isn't all that great, but the song itself I think is all right. Um that's probably the best part of the trailer. So you, if you guys can go to IMDb IMDb uh, com and look up heroic man it's in uh 2009 you'll see the full cast uh involving uh jason and josh <laughs> and uh just watch that trailer it's pretty funny
1: well yeah another thing i mean just going back on that last point so uh which one thing we'll have to we really should get back on the imdb page and update is uh i actually wrote the the score for the film um the the, the theme which you're referring to which was uh maybe unfortunately the best the best of all the things that I put together um I mean literally sounds like it's taken from a book that says learn how to play the guitar in one hour um but I mean yeah I mean I still think it's got you know I think it sets the mood a little bit it was kind of a it was a fun thing just to you know even act like you're scoring a movie like it just you know I think it was just a a neat experience just like even all this though even everything that went into it like actually making it was just I mean again I think underneath it all subconsciously we knew our aspirations were maybe a little out of hand but just everything that went into it you know actually trying to create music actually trying to cast uh you know people which ended up being only obviously friends and family um you know and then you know creating just roles for different people and things like that i mean i think just just everything that went into it was a fun experience. But um, yeah, just I mean, from an execution standpoint, it makes you kind of understand why, you know, sometimes you hear people say it's it's so it's really difficult to get a movie made.
0: This was the biggest project we ever made. So we actually did reach out to some um, we were working in an accounting place and we actually reached out to. One of the guys, he was like a 50-something-year-old big fat-ass guy. You'll see him in the trailer if you want to watch it.
1: Dave, pathetic little people like you are incapable of having friends. People just pity your little ass. Oh, by the way, have a nice day.
0: Uh, so he actually played uh, Dave Campbell's boss, uh, Mr. Buchanan. We didn't even change his name. <laughs> and we asked uh, one of the owners of like a local restaurant, which now defunct, um, if we could uh, record there. Uh, and he was actually in the movie Ali Islami so a uh, big shout out to him oh I, I know he's
1: listening ali how you doing buddy this is okay in my book You did such a good job i even gave give him a candy give him a candy give him a candy ali we love
0: you buddy <laughs> um and then we you know then we just got like our friends and stuff and we had to pretty much just
1: beg them to you know do anything excuse me sir Sir, hi. We've taken our Simply Strange column out on the streets tonight. We're asking people what they think of the mass vigilante running around here. You heard of him, right? Yeah, I've heard of him. What do you think about him? I think he's great. It's about time someone's cleaning up the city. You know, it's trash around here, and he's, you know, he's fighting for the people. Well, if he's watching at home right now, do you have some kind of message you'd like to give him? I'd like to say the boys at the mill, we all love you. And uh,
0: my wife, Melissa, you'll see her in the trailer for about a split second. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun to make the thing, but again, it... it we had high hopes for it. I, I remember even at the time, like, because I didn't want to be that stupid, thinking, "Okay, we're gonna make this. You know, we'll do all the, you know, the festivals. Me and Josh will do the rounds. You know, getting ready for doing all the big interviews <laughs> and stuff." But then I was like, and then, we'll, <laughs> yeah. and then I was like thinking, like, well, you know, this isn't gonna be what they're gonna be like showing in theaters. They're gonna probably want to recast this. They'll buy the script from <laughs> us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember at my point of thinking, "Is like, you know, we at least would try to set up camera angles and stuff like that." I, at one point in my head, I thought, "Like, honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a shot-for-shot remake, just with like better equipment and like bigger-name actors." But again, that's the whole, like, that's like the politicking of Hollywood. I get it. I'm okay. I'm, I'll play the game. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember thinking that, like, we had made something that, yes, was was an extremely rough draft by all means, but like that you could literally take that framework and create like. Like a a, gr- a great film, uh you know that could potentially r- win Sundance. um Just an example of other films that have won Sundance: the Grand Jury Prize, uh, Fruitvale Station, Whiplash. Like real movies that actually like have <laughs> real, like, actual yeah. entertaining movies, great <laughs> yeah. scripts, right? Great actors. Actually,
0: and and people would be surprised if they ever got a hold of Heroic Man. That we actually didn't even write a script. We kind of just <laughs> knew <laughs> knew what scenes we were going to do, and then when we were filming, we would just stop every thirty seconds and just say like What are you going to say here?" <laughs> But, uh, I'll
1: make up something funny. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, I thought, like, yeah, they'll probably recast it. Maybe, like, Dave Campbell, uh, Heroic Man's boss, will be played by, like, Gary Oldman or something <laughs> <laughs> as Mr. Buchanan. But it just didn't end up happening for us. But, I mean, it was a lot of fun to make. And I want to come back to, um, I just bought a new, uh, computer. So I thought, like, well, maybe I'll re edit Heroic Man just for me <laughs> and you. I, I thought, like, that might be a good funny gift to give Josh for his birthday or for Christmas or something. It'll give me some time. I got a couple clips in and I was like, "This shit looks like shit," so I'm not wasting my time on this. But it was funny because there was like just some black, um, video. So I was like, "What the hell is this?" So I went to him, and it was just Josh like turn the camera on, and then you would just like record like you uh playing the guitar. So as you can tell, we had a nice soundtrack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of before we got on. I said I was thinking, "How the hell did we record that?" And I thought, "Oh, I must have used the computer," which would have made you know somewhat sense but then you know that would have meant i would have had to drag my tiny amplifier all the way to your apartment so yeah i literally took the camera and put it in fr- put it in front of the amplifier
0: so that that might cause a lot of the hissing sounds and stuff like that and, <laughs> but uh again a great soundtrack i mean we might even release that soundtrack on vinyl pretty soon so i just got to get those videos uh, uploaded <laughs> <laughs> It was funny too, because I remember you wrote that song and I really liked the beat of it. And this is like you don't even know anything about this, but I remember like trying to come up with like lyrics to that song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh that could have been fun. I wish to God you would have presented me with those. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: yeah. And I do have a really good singing voice, so it turned out really nice. So. Oh man. So we so we made the film. You know, we were <laughs> Remember the editing thing, Josh? We had to have it done by a certain time. Yep. And I remember, like, it was probably about, like, 80 bucks or something like that, which was... We were making, like, no money back then. You know, like, we didn't get paid for, like, months at my dad's office. We were completely broke. (laughs) So, I mean, $80 $80 to us was about $80,000 now. that was feeding us for, like, three months at that point, so... Yeah, because that's when we used to go to like McDonald's or Taco Bell and get like one thing off the dollar menu and split it.
1: Yeah, I do. And I, I was telling someone that the other day going to uh, Mexican Gardens, and we literally I think ate like four bowls of the free chips, and then I think we each got one. We each got one soft taco.
0: <laughs> well, I remember like going crazy too because I had like a half a quesadilla and it was like two dollars <laughs> and stuff, and I thought like you know I might be I'm splurging, but you know, so eighty dollars back then to us was again like eighty thousand dollars now, right? I mean, maybe, so we were very picky and choosy which festival we can put in. We, you know, we were planning on Sundance, and I think we missed that you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. So we,
1: I don't. Know, which one did
0: we put in for?
1: I know we did one called Slam Dance, which I don't think like I mean, and I mean, I'm sure people email me when they, you know, when they find out I'm wrong, but I don't think any like major films have come out. But it's not. It's like from my research that I did at the time, it seemed like a reasonable like low budget film festival that could potentially you know, garner some sort of interest. So I know Slamdance was one for sure. Um, the other ones, I honestly don't remember. I think maybe we did the Ann Arbor Film Festival, which um, for any of our international fans or fans across the country, Ann Arbor is, um, you know, where the University of Michigan is located. So that would have been, you know, a decent local festival to put it in, um, just for any sort of, uh, att- you know, just to give it give it a shot. Um, I mean, our biggest goal was, like, if we could get it anywhere, just to even just see it be screened somewhere just to see like anything that we've made on a on a on a yeah. big screen which I, I can't imagine how fucking bad that would have looked like if anybody was that stupid like, I mean, was that insane to pick that well,
0: well if you guys go to the imdb page and you watch the trailer you're going to be watching it on probably your phone or something like that or a <laughs> tablet and it looks like fucking crap so imagine like putting it on a big ass screen like how artifact and stuff that thing would look yeah. so uh, yeah it's probably yeah it, it wasn't gonna happen it was funny too because I remember like when we were uh you know in the midst of it before we started editing and realizing how crappy it looked I remember I was talking about like renting out a local movie theater and showing it to like all of our friends <laughs> and
1: family right which actually kind of feeds into a good point when um we actually did you know finally finish it and you know we made so we burned some uh dvd copies of it and stuff and decided to you know made the mistake of deciding to show it to various friends and family um and the <laughs> the absolute lack of response that we got the um you know just i mean just complete void i mean even if someone i would have just appreciated even that time just someone even just feigning like any sort of like oh like yeah that was really good or like I, that one part was actually kind of funny or whatever but i think i told you i remembered showing it to my mom um and she was pretty much the entire time while it was on was like playing a game on her tablet, like the for like jewel quest or some shit. And then, uh, every once in a while she would, game. she would literally look up from the game and just go, is that Jason? And it's, it's clearly <laughs> fucking Jason. <laughs> like the movie has like literally six characters. Like, yes, it's Jason. Or Like she would just kind of like once in a while do that just to make it known that like she glanced at it. But that was about all I got. Jason's playing nine roles. So yeah, yeah it um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember um, J.J., our cousin J.J., somebody gave him a copy. I think Jessica and Joey took it. They watched it, and then they gave it to J.J. Never brought it up and, to uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> well, like somebody told me, oh, uh, yeah, I think Jessica said I let J.J. borrow it. So we were at a family event, and I said, hey, J.J., did you watch it? I was like, oh, yeah, man. I uh, Yeah, I watched the beginning part. That was real good. I, I just didn't have a chance to finish it. <laughs> Again, the thing, was, <laughs> the thing was 50 minutes. The thing was fifteen minutes. The guy watched like three minutes. So I mean that kind of tells you. And I remember uh Jessica's husband Joey watched it. And I s and uh he 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 did comment on it. He said like the camera lighting was horrible. The lighting was horrible. <laughs> like out anything. So that made us feel real good. And then I remember um I think we were doing the Fourth of July at your house, like, you know, yeah months after we made it. And the only person who was ever supportive of anything in my life is my wife, Melissa. Mm-hmm. So she would always, even now, she's like, oh, we should watch that. Like, that's funny. Like, it's awesome. Like, we, I love it or something. You know, she's just a good supportive wife and, you know, wants to support me even though it, it, it's a piece of shit. But anyways, like, uh, she, I think she brought the DVD to your birthday. And then she told uh, my mom and sister and some people. And they're like, oh, we got to watch that. So they uh, we went to go play football. And they all went in your room and watched yeah. it. And I never heard anybody say anything
1: about it. No, after. nobody. So,
0: <laughs> so not even my mom could muster up like, oh, that was kind of cute. Right. And so, that, see,
1: what's funny is like, because, you know, for people obviously wouldn't know our family, like, you know, our family's very, you know, loving and very like a very close, very, you know, I think very tight knit family in a way. And that that almost just like almost just makes the blow even harder is because like nobody in our family that we're very very close with could even yeah could like even literally go out of their way to just give us like uh like oh yeah we watched that it was like oh that was like that yeah that was kind of funny or it was kind of cute or like uh, it was kind of good job guys you know like anything like nobody like people just were i guess maybe it was just one of those where you're so embarrassed for somebody that you don't even bother to speak up but (laughs) like nobody yeah went out of their way just to even give us a yeah an attaboy we
0: probably had like forty unplanned pregnancies, and people act like they're ecstatic for people. But when we made a movie, nobody <laughs> right. gave a fuck. So. <sighs> so, anyways, like uh, that was our family supporting us. And by that time, uh, I think we realized um, when Sundance came uh, came along, and we could submit for the next year. It,
1: let's just keep the money in our pockets. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was. I remember us throwing around in our heads, saying, you know, hey, we. We had to rush it and I mean going back to one of the things like you were talking about during the editing process when we found out all the horrible workarounds that we even had to do was I remember it was like the next day was the cutoff for I think it was that slam dance film festival and we were still having problems like we couldn't get it to export properly and then we could and then we had it but then we couldn't burn it so it was like it was just such a pain in the ass and then I remember going, we, we were at your apartment editing it. And then like, it was probably two in the morning and then you went to bed and then I just stayed up and like stayed up through the night and then just kept editing it. And then I think I laid on the floor and fell asleep for f- 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I got up and then like, literally I think got up and then, cause I think I went to, I laid down for a few minutes once a uh, copy started burning. And then when that was done, I tested it out and it was finally working. And then like, I think directly from there went to like pretty much put it in the mail. So yeah, it was uh, there like the, I mean, the dirt making it was you know it had its moments. It was kind of fun, just goofing around. Like you know, it was the first time we actually like had somewhat realistic looking fake blood. So, if anything, that's probably the biggest highlight of the film for us was like got us some practice doing that. But, um, yeah, really all of the you know uh, post production, as I guess they would say in the industry, was was a disaster essentially. And I mean, it's not like we had the greatest you know clay to work with by any means, but no. it definitely did not go off very well.
0: No, it definitely turned out, um, you know, anything we ever try to make usually turns to <laughs> shit. Like, all the equipment we ever have always sucks or breaks down on us at, like, the worst opportune times. And I remember you were trying to get it into the mail, like, I think you actually, because we both worked at my dad's office yeah. again. And I don't think, you didn't come in until, like, 11.30. Like, you, you just stayed at my apartment and, like, we we're trying to get it to finish. And I remember um, my brother, Nat Norton, as you guys know him. <laughs> He he came and we went to like Roma's that day, and we were coming back from lunch around you know, so it was probably about like twelve thirty one, and you just came shooting, <laughs> shooting into the uh, park like we had just parked, and then like all of a sudden you came like shooting like hundred miles per hour in your little white Grand Prix,
1: <laughs> Graham, and your Graham. face like, it was actually the same car as Dave Campbell drove in the film, coincidentally.
0: <laughs> yeah you had a grand dam, i had the grand prix so anyways like you came like flying in there and you look so fucking pissed and i just remember my brother saying like what's wrong with him <laughs> so <laughs> i was like we're trying to like do i didn't want to tell him like we're making a movie because he would just made fun of us
1: one thing i always thought was funny on the imdb page uh for heroic man as we've already directed if you guys just go out to imdb.com search heroic man Um, is uh, they usually have, which it doesn't look like they have this anymore for movies that never got a ranking or anything, but um, they used to have a section that said more like this and it would give you kind of suggestions, most likely just based on either, you know, some of the buzzwords or the genre that you attached to your film and i remember the. Like, i remember there was a few of them but the one that always sticks out in my mind whenever we would go back is robocop 3 was always a suggested film the for the <laughs> RoboCop. that was like another one of those things like a kick in the balls that like you know you can't even like direct people to like it's not even just robocop like which is actually a great movie but robocop 3 which is essentially just a like a porn parody but of robocop, RoboCop 2. right <laughs> yeah if they would have just
0: put robocop 2 that would have been like a little bit better <laughs> I remember the thing with Heroic Man, we kinda of backed ourselves in the corner because I again, spoiler alert, uh your character passes away after taking down a big criminal at the end. <laughs> So I thought, like, okay, like this is gonna screw us, like when people want to actually start, want you know, making sequels to this. But maybe when we remake this thing, we'll have like an out, of hospital or something. Like or that. yeah, like
1: when they option the rights to the script, which they were clearly gonna do, is they could just take the like they they would say that the ending where you're at my grave site wasn't testing well with like the test audiences, and that they would just you know they're they're gonna make it where Dave Campbell, yeah, does does survive. Um, yeah, we didn't know. I mean, the the possibilities were endless. I mean, we knew that our film was never going to be the one that was shown, you know, out there to the, to the, like the general public, but I don't know. We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot.
0: Yeah, we gave it a shot. And really, that's all you can do in life. Um, if you guys are ever thinking about making a short or, you know, a movie and. You know, putting it in a festival, uh, my advice to you would be just don't do it. But, <laughs> no, but if you really have an idea and you think you want to make it, I would just say go for it. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, me and Josh kind of came to the conclusion once we were actually editing the piece of shit. Like, this is a piece of shit. Like, it's probably not going to actually get any acclaim. Right. But when we were making it, we thought, like, all these possibilities and stuff. Going to open all these doors and, you know, but it just didn't end up happening for us. But if you really want to make something, it's funny to go back 10 years later, like me and Josh mm-hmm. are doing, and actually talk about it and have, like, some memories about it.
1: Well, it is kind of funny, too, just like just to think that there was a time where that was a... Just even, we were even kicking that idea around. I mean, now it's like if we tried to make like a, a 50 minute movie, I can't imagine how fucking long it would take us just because of having jobs and we don't live super close anymore and stuff like that. So, I mean, from a timing perspective, it really was perfect. Um, I mean, I think a lot of what played into kind of maybe some of the darkness was. We both had graduated college at this point, and this was, again, 2009, and, like, if anyone remembers, that was, like, one of the most historically horrible periods, like, in the job market. So, like, we, we were both still yeah. essentially working, you know, part-time at your dad's office, which was, you know, in the, in the off-season months was already, like, a trying uh, circumstance to begin with.
0: Yeah. And my favorite story to tell people is once I graduated from college, because I worked in my dad's office before I went away to college. Once I actually graduated college and went back to work for my dad, I actually took a $1 pay cut <laughs> of uh, an hour or so. Yeah, th- things were things again were really looking good. And for that's us. and I
1: think that kind of even where the original concept came from. But I remember at one point us talking about that and like the you know the original concept of the guy who thinks he's a fucking hero who just gets his head blown off. And I think at one point we had a heart to heart saying that both of us would have um, wouldn't have minded that fate at that particular <laughs> point in time. So again, maybe guys, bat- and there's times and there's times now we probably yeah. wouldn't uh, <laughs> you know go against that fate. But
0: yeah, I mean, some things are a little
1: bit better. Yeah, now. definitely, guys, maybe battling some depression at the time as well. But I mean, I think that only really creatively into the film as a whole and you know i'm definitely glad that we did it yeah because i can't
0: imagine if we wouldn't have had that outlet at the time just because we were so miserable Mm. um you know we probably would have taken each other's lives or something (laughs) and uh (laughs) i don't know what the hell we would have done but it was it was nice like having a dream at that moment that you know life could actually look up for us
1: and better than being discovered both naked with a single bullet that went through both of our heads so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, i thought that was funny because actually like that was i think the tagline to the original movie was it's only funny because it isn't happening to you and then i think like if we did like a 10-year like anniversary of like the the blu-ray or like the dvd release because i'm sure we couldn't afford to make it up blu-ray um like i think a good tagline would be you know for um you know anybody who's had a dream that never came true you know i think that that's i think that's a fair statement but you know what they you know your dream doesn't necessarily not everybody's damn dream is going to come true but you know you got to at least try to pursue it
0: yeah that's that's the thing i mean as you can tell with this podcast like our dreams aren't coming true but <laughs> we're, we're we're having a hell of a time and i mean you guys have been great to us um josh did you want to maybe give some of that information just kind of closing out the show what happened to our um our old sponsor. I mean, it's kind of sad to see.
1: Oh, right. Um, and a lot of, I know I was getting a lot of emails on this too um, over the f- uh, four month hiatus, but um, hike style.com. And I know like we sent a lot of traffic their way. They were super thankful for it. They were saying at some points their website was going down because of it. Unfortunately now their website is down permanently. Hikestyle.com style.com is, now defunct. I mean, essentially, I mean, we're still trying to get all the details we've been in touch with. um... There was,
0: um, and this is why we love you guys as
1: fans, but
0: sometimes you guys can take it a little too far. Yeah, Josh, when all that stuff happened and, you know, they released that statement about not being able to support us, people had our backs and um, you know, with the whole Nick situation, all that stuff, God bless you guys. But you know, it was a good company and the guys are great guys, but they just, um, they boycotted. They boycotted the hell out of Um I was kind of doing some research, some Google searches, and they were just plastering a lot of stuff out there. And guys, again, I know you guys have our backs and stuff like that, but. You know, the only way we're going to thrive is if everybody succeeds. Like, I know, like, they didn't support us there, but we didn't want to take away from their No, business. it was never personal, I mean,
1: ever, ever.
0: So, so I, again, like, we're, we're sorry to see that it was a great partnership while well, it lasted. But, guys, when we get another couple sponsors in here, if we have a breakup or something like that, you guys can't just, you know, bring them out of business. Because I think Hikestyle.com, once we were rocking and rolling with them, they were making God, uh, hand
1: over fist money.
0: Yeah, well, I was like looking because they were about to be traded on the stock exchange. They were a couple billion dollar company at one point, And then overnight, it's just it's mm-hmm. gone. All right, Josh, uh, I think that's going to end the episode for us. That was kind of fun recapping and kind of looking back 10 years later at a uh, heroic man. Um, again, guys, go check out that IMDB page. Um, if we get enough love and support, um, we might even, you know, I think we were talking about maybe doing paid what's Patreon. Mm-hmm um that might make an appearance on there uh that would probably be for like our really high donors like
1: yeah actually if anyone even he just even you know said they were interested i'm sure we'd send them a free dvd but um <laughs> that's not again not official guys that has to go through our you know <laughs> like it's got to go through our yeah. team and everything so don't don't hold me to that but you know just i'm that's just my initial thought.
0: I mean, we got we got to get all the music rights and all that <laughs> stuff. So,
1: Yeah, I got to work that out as far as with my publishing company and stuff. So,
0: If I could ever find the DVD like laying around this house, maybe I'll upload it to YouTube or something, and maybe uh, we'll post a link on this later on so you guys can uh, watch the first two minutes like our cousin JJ <laughs> and turn it off. But we always are checking our uh, our email, podcast at gmail.com. So if you guys have any ideas or anything like that, uh just send us something
1: and i believe twitter handle and instagram both jno podcast all spelled out you are
0: right on that and uh guys i'm gonna send us out with the uh title theme from heroic man so enjoy it guys